Hey, hey, welcome to a brand new episode of Straight Up Show Podcast. I am your host, joined by my co-host, Brandon, the phenomenal Lee, and the beautiful Christina. Brandon, you're beautiful too. Sorry, I didn't mean to throw you out like that, but <laughs> how y'all doing? I am getting, hopefully, used to this warm weather. It's cold where I'm at, so I don't know about y'all, but it's, it's, it's cold where I'm at right now. Well, you know, Louisiana, you know, it's, it's just weird all the time, up and down. It'll be cold tomorrow there. Yeah. It's like, you yeah. know it ain't. You know Warm it ain't. until, like, early May. That's when I come outside. I don't come outside during the cold. It'll get warm in Louisiana completely into early May, you know. Yeah, speaking of Louisiana, I miss y'all, man. We, If y'all listen to our show, uh, we, we originally are from, uh, the show started in Louisiana, but uh, things happened and I moved away and we're doing this show virtually, but these three are still in Louisiana for some reason. Uh, and I'm just kidding, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but they're still in Louisiana right now. And I am not ashamed to say I'm from Louisiana. I definitely miss my home, a little, little, little uncultured, but you know, in our, in our part, of Louisiana, but uh, I definitely miss home. But this show started in Louisiana, uh, and we still keep it. Uh, now, Brandon, I don't know if you know this. Uh, our logo was designed by Brandon, and it's definitely been uh, evolved since then. But when you made our straight up show pie, our straight up logo, did you think about the color scheme? Where did you get the color scheme from? Uh man, that was so long ago. So it was green purple we want it to be you know had that retro feel but we wanted that louisiana uh feel as well green yellow and purple yeah but was that what you were thinking when you made or no it just felt right it just felt like louisiana you know, yeah it just felt like um uh just... you know the mardi gras colors yeah and like... it... Like king cake, yeah, yeah. I mean, like yeah, that that's that sweet stuff, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the king cake, but that that was just us. That was the retro Louisiana style. Is just gonna be raw and it's gonna be us. Yeah, and, and it's funny because we've had three different iterations of that. I think two different, three different iterations of straight up logo, and we kept that color scheme to pay homage to our, our home state, Louisiana, and people mostly know Louisiana as being part of Mardi Gras. Now, now, now let's, let's, let's take y'all to Louisiana crash course. Okay. These, these, these three and I are born and raised in Louisiana. And we will tell you if you're listening about abroad or in, in, in state or in, in, in country, we, 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 and we are in of North Louisiana. Okay. So what you see on TV, that's not us, okay? That's not us. That's not us at all, at all. So now what what you have to do, okay, and and stay with me here, is you look at a map of Louisiana, you measure it from top to bottom, and then in the middle on the, is it the X-axis? Is it the X? I think on the X-axis, you cut Louisiana in half, okay? And then you go on the north side, that's Texas. On the south side, that's what Louisiana really is to what y'all see. Just letting y'all know. So that's the crash course about Louisiana, okay? 
now that we got that out of the way, we do all celebrate Mardi Gras, uh, and it is Mardi Gras season. Uh, I'm excited, but I'm not going to participate because <laughs> I'm still trying to practice COVID protocols because <laughs> the coronavirus is real. It's real. But uh, so, yeah. So did y'all go to Mardi Gras growing up or what? Uh, the one here, like the local. Yeah. How was that experience, Christine? I mean, well, we, I don't know if I've ever had anybody actually call the, uh, like, Shreveport area Mardi Gras. It's always, you just were like, going to the parade. The parade, <laughs> yeah. The parade. <laughs> just the like the parade. casino, we it's the boat. Called it, like, Mardi Gras. We, it was for Mardi Gras. Right. But, you know, it was always like, let's go to the parade. Like, y'all are going to the parade. And with, it was always fun, you know. You, you got kind of the, the mood of Mardi Gras though, without all the danger and the breasts and stuff. <laughs> oh, but, there was there there uh, was definitely breasts yeah, at the Mardi Gras some, I went to. There you might see uh, well, a breast not, or two. Not, thankfully uh, not, not as a child I didn't notice it. No, yeah. <laughs> not as a child. I didn't it. <laughs> and Lee, you are Lee, Lee, you you're a different part of Louisiana that I might not visit, but you're in a different part. <laughs> you're in a different part of Louisiana. <laughs> Calvin, if only you knew how true that was. Why don't you want to visit this part of Louisiana, Calvin? I don't understand. It's not Marty girlfriend. <laughs> that is the most I've seen Lee laugh. That's I was just about to say I love that noise that just <laughs> <laughs> like I've never heard this before. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. But... <laughs> just so people know, Lee lives in an area to where I got pulled over and I even thought, okay, I'm about to die. I'm about to actually get go to jail tonight. It might okay. happen this time. What yeah. what bad story am I gonna walk away with? What luckily, am I luckily Lee and Cody did not drive too far and they was able to. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, like, you have never pulled me over before. I don't even live over here. Luckily, Lee, <laughs> Lee luckily Lee is a hidden gym uh in his area of, of Louisiana where he lives in. But Lee, yeah. have you ever gone to <laughs> y'all have Mardi Gras parades out there? <laughs> like you said, I'm hidden in a very, very, very rural area in Louisiana. Uh and no, we don't have any local Mardi Gras parades. The the closest ones are gonna be the, the ones y'all probably went to growing up, which is about an hour from me. So I really didn't go to those growing up. I, I haven't even been to a Mardi Gras thing, uh, except for the first time in the last five years or so. And that was one in like uh, Monroe, that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just, you know, fun little parade. But uh, growing up, uh, we never went because my mom was afraid I was going to get like hit by a drunk driver or something. That was That was always the fear of, you know, Someone getting because that didn't that happen to a kid once? That's about to say that, that, that can't happen. It was the float that ran. Away. Yeah, yeah. And, Wait, uh, no, horribly shouldn't have been there. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, was, it was it was a horrible accident. Though, was but. was the driver drinking too, or am I, or am I mistaken? Mostly. I don't think so. Okay, okay. I, 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 I couldn't remember the child just got too close and got. It was it was pulling the float. 
Mm. Oh, gotcha. Um, I think the kid just ran out or something. It was something horrible like that. that Yeah, just one of those split second tragedies. I vaguely, Um, I vaguely remember that. That was only a handful of years ago. Yeah. When, uh, funnily enough, uh, my my current day job, uh, I worked for a couple of radio stations, and I had to drive uh, the float that they had in one of the local Mardi Gras parades. And that was a terrifying experience because I actually had that event in the back of my head. And when you're driving one of those floats, you're literally navigating a sea of people. And it's just, you know, you're going from neighborhood to neighborhood and it is just like street to street, just people like crammed into these groups that you're like navigating through. And I'm just like, please do not run in front of this truck, please. Oh, they'll do it. They'll Right. Uh, the the amount of parents I saw quickly making this motion because their kid was about to try to dart out and catch some candy or something, mm-hmm. and it, it, but yeah that that was the, that was the day of just seeing a lot of parents just no no no. <laughs> Those were also the days of <laughs> horrible people but funny people at the same time because I have witnessed so many kids getting like pelted in the forehead with the coins they throw off the cup. Oh my god! Like beaming them with stuffed uh, toys and stuff like that. things but yeah i i was i was throwing yeah. like, yeah. like 15 and a coin one of the little plastic <laughs> coins hit <laughs> next to me got popped right in the forehead with it and you could hear it go <laughs> it was just oh are you okay because i know that hurt or oh you know you, you don't you don't know if you're a bad person or not until you <laughs> Jack a handful of beads out of the sky that was clearly going through a kid. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> almost got into a fight with him. I with saw that happen was, so many times. Almost yeah. got into a fight with a guy one time because my nephew, the guy had tossed my nephew a few of them. You know, they'll see kids on the ground and they'll just kind of toss it down to him directly. And the guy reached out a hand and he just snatched this wad of beads from my nephew. I was just like, <laughs> my black woman moment. That was that was one. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like the, that, that's why that's why Louisiana have the best of all players because Louisiana we know how to catch stuff and like you don't want to see sportsmanship until you go to a Mardi Gras parade because you would see people getting elbow. Fun fact: so current UFC fighter, uh, former <laughs> UFC fighter, Shreveport native, Matt Nell, guest of the show. Uh, he, that exact thing happened, Christina. Somebody reached over him took some beads out and he thought it was me and just decked me in my face. And that was probably to this day, the hardest hit I've ever had. Little did I know that years later he would join the UFC. So it, it it's pretty intense at these Mardi Gras parades. And I got hit by a hot dog too. Uh, in Mardi Gras Parade, because they at Highland they throw out food. Dude, I I didn't know that until I went to my first parade. I was like, you get food too? Oh yes. And it was it was like actual cooked hot dogs. Like, yes. Oh my god, this rules. That was, was a new one when that happened because everybody was like, they're throwing hot dogs, like fully dressed with food. Mm-hmm. Like I got a dressed hot dog and moon pies <laughs> and everything. Yeah. So Still this. Warm. This is the, this is what our whole episode is about today. Uh, it is Mardi Gras season. We're going to give some of you all who are not natives to Louisiana kind of insight of what Mardi Gras is and what to look forward to. On the other side of the break, make sure you stay tuned. This is the Straight Up Show podcast. 
think straight up means to be able to speak in a way that is straight up, to be honest and to speak your truth. Raw, uncut, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's blunt, you know, straight to the point, this is what it is. It's just a place to be open and honest. And that's what I appreciate most about it. And it provides a place for community members to come together and just be straight up with each other about things that are going on in the world because it affects all of us. Uh, unfiltered, raw, what all the cursing that Calvin does. Straight up is just being real, telling it, telling it like it is, you know, um, being you. Being solid, being who you are, no matter what it is, no matter what situation you're faced with, right? This is who you are. It really, it really speaks to me saying it is what it is and it ain't what it is. Straight up. Summer is approaching. That season where most friends and family travel, have family reunions, and enjoy that family vacation you've had over a year to plan. If you haven't had your vaccinations yet, there's still time. You might think you're fine now, but the reality is you're not. There's still contagious variants out there, and some states and cities are still behind on getting vaccinated. Don't ruin your family vacation by worrying about traveling in a hot spot. And don't be the one to cause a loved one at your family reunion to get sick. If you're still deciding on whether or not to take the vaccine, do some real research. And most of all, do what's best for you and your family. Take the politics out of it. And like everything on our show, think about it with an open mind. All right, welcome back to your Straight Up Show podcast. And as, as we told you today, we're talking all things Mardi Gras. And, you know, I'm excited and I feel a little homesick because people out here in Dallas, where I'm at right now, they have this typical way of celebrating Mardi Gras, but it's just not the right way. So today, what I did, I have brought on a guest who is part of a Mardi Gras crew in down south Louisiana. So without further ado, help me welcome Miss Renee. Renee, how you doing, Amelia? Fine. How are you, Calvin? I am doing good. Thank you so much for coming on our show today. I'm happy to be here. Yes, ma'am. And so if you could tell us exactly who you are and where you're from. My name is Renee Maxwell. I'm the vice president of the crew of Orpheus in New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm a native New Orleanian. And for those that don't know, the crew of Orpheus is Harry Connick Jr.'s parade. Oh, I did not know that. Wow. Well, thank you so much for that. So, and you and I kind of like, we're native Louisianians and we take, like, a lot of people don't know when the first of the year comes around, people have New Year's resolutions and <laughs> stuff like that. But if, you, if you're not from Louisiana, the first of the year means it's what? It's Mardi Gras season. You you don't make those resolutions until until Ash Wednesday. Ash you Wednesday. Know, you're not going to be keeping any resolution over carnival season. Exactly. <laughs> I saw I saw this meme and it was like a uh, it was like like somebody in the gym like oh this is our start 2022 they're working out and it was a picture of us somebody on, on the cake king cake eating it like uh, people <laughs> in Louisiana are like yeah not right now <laughs> exactly yes, exactly. Man. So I had you on the show today because there is a lot of misconceptions about Mardi Gras and Carnival or how we celebrate. A lot of people just don't understand why we take it so serious and uh, things like that. So let's just kind of break it down. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, what exactly is Mardi Gras? Well, Mardi Gras is interpreted literally as Fat Tuesday. 
and it is the day before Lent, which culminates the carnival season. And for New Orleanians, it carnival season begins on January 6th, otherwise known as King's Day, and uh, goes all the way through Fat Tuesday, which is Mardi Gras Day. And, and for New Orleanians who are predominantly Catholic, it is a pre-Lenten celebration. It's kind of get all your vices out quick because Lent's coming and you're gonna stop doing all that stuff. So that's basically the, the history behind that. And that's where the masking comes from. People were masked on Mardi Gras Day because they did participate in some debaucherous activities. <laughs> no one could tell them who they were the next day on uh, church when they were getting the ashes on their forehead, who that was behind that mask doing those debaucherous things. Yeah, so basically just kind of just those kind of recap. So Mardi Gras is kind of like get all your stuff out the way and then you give up something on Ash Wednesday until Easter, correct? Correct. That's yeah. that's the plan anyway. That's the plan, yeah. You know, I can my, It's really my, not a sacrifice for people in New Orleans to have to eat fish on, you know, seafood on Friday like you do on Lent. You're not allowed to eat meat. Right. But hey, who doesn't want to eat crawfish on Friday anyway? Exactly. And it is crawfish season, so I, I just 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 so much that's like to me, like because to me, how I look at it, Renee, is that you you kind of down, not really down the if you are like you know away from me, like home, whatever. During the holidays, get the holiday blues a little bit, but this turn around the calendar, it gets me pumped up. It gets me excited because one, it's a brand new year, and I just feel like it's. I'm not for sure how it is in New Orleans, but I know every Saturday until like uh, uh, Fat Tuesday, there is always a parade every Saturday. Is it like they're down south too as well or what? It's a lot more than just every Saturday. Wow. Um, uh, the parades have started and usually I don't, I'm not that, I don't know the parade schedule off the top of my head, mm -hmm. but usually the two weeks prior to Mardi Gras Day, every single day there's a parade wow. and definitely more than more than one on weekends on the oh. weekends you have more than one a day yeah it's wow. crazy it's, cra it's crazy <laughs> and th this is another louisiana fun fact and i'm from north louisiana and she's from south louisiana and for those who do not know if you cut louisiana half the top and the and the bottom part is completely different do you do you agree <laughs> It's absolutely two different countries. <laughs> two different countries, because I always say where people's uh, conception of Louisiana is definitely the bottom half. The top half is just, I guess, we're Yankees and we're just, you know, it's just. Yeah, the, 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 the uh, top half of, of uh, Louisiana is just the uh, south part of Arkansas, isn't it? <laughs> Basically, and, and we're a mixture of Texas. We're a mixture with a little of Texas thrown in there. Yeah, but you know, we still love and it's all love for our people in Louisiana. So we're breaking down Mardi Gras. And let me ask you this. So the how um what exactly is uh a, like the parade? What does the parade celebrate? Our parade specifically, most of the uh carnival organizations in New Orleans are all nonprofit. They're all member funded, you can't take any sponsorship for any parade. So it's all people putting their own money toward this for all the do's and the throws. And they're called crews, K-R-E-W-E-S. And um, each parade basically, each crew usually has a theme or, or mascot and each parade has a theme. This, our parade, our crew is the crew of Orpheus, which is named after the God of music 
who uh, makes sense because our, our co-founder, Harry Connick Jr. is a musician and that was the reasoning for the, the music uh, tie-in. Our parade this year, and again, every year it's a different, different thing, is glacial tombs and conflagrations, which to regular people would be called fire and ice. <laughs> so all of our floats reflect um, imagery from from those from from fire and ice. Okay, so uh, just if you don't mind, thank you for explaining that. That's just a lot of people because <laughs> the crew, like how do, the pronunciation of crew and not the spelling of it. Why is it spelled with a K? Why is it spelled differently? What, what's the purpose of the crew word? I think that's probably, it's got a French derivative because it's got an mm. E on the end of it, K or E-W-E. And it probably started, you know, you know, Mardi Gras here started back in the 18, probably 17s. I don't know, mm. you know, old, 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 old. It's the first Mardi Gras in the United States. Um, I'm guessing one of the crews probably had a name that started with a K, so they made it a synonym, K and K. I don't know. And a, and a lot, I know a lot of crews, they don't use the crew part of the name. They just put like their name that too. I've seen that before. Yeah, um, but technically they're considered a crew. And when you have to get a permit to parade New Orleans, it's under a crew. Crew, so that's, okay. That's the basic, and it's, it's such like terms in New Orleans that we take for granted, such as crew and neutral ground and land yap. And you find you, you go somewhere else, you live somewhere else and they look at you like you were speaking another language. Well, really you are speaking another language, it's French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so first like how we say go, like how do you, what go? That's not the right word. Like, Why do you have an X at the end of go? You're not supposed yeah, to have an X on go. I tell you, I tell you real quick. I see that the Bengals in the Super Bowl, and I'm like, "There, you. That's y'all stole our who that who day." I'm like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." I was like, "Hey, wait a minute." Okay, I we know Joe Burrow played for LSU, but y'all can't steal our stuff like that, you know? Yeah, they they stole our players. They may as well steal our slogan, right? Anyway, <laughs> that, that's my little soapbox for today. Um, so when the, the crew orifice, like, how did you get involved uh, with the crew orifice? Like, how did you get involved? Well, funny thing about the crew of Orpheus, and you're going to find a lot of its core members, were all people from the theater. Harry, uh, the, the crew was founded by, co-founded by Harry Connick Jr. and his high school speech teacher, who is also a theater teacher, who many of us has worked for in the city of New Orleans. Many of the actors in New Orleans have worked for this man. His name is Sonny Bory. He is our captain. And the core of the crew of Orpheus are all theater folk, which makes sense because we call it theater on the streets. Our artistic director, his name is Derek Franklin. He's actually Sonny's husband, is the one that designs all the floats and he's also a theatrical designer. So it makes perfect sense to bring our, our uh, play to the street. Okay, that's so cool. A bunch of actors and actresses. A bunch of get... actors and backstage crazy people. I will fit right in. I used to, I miss acting so much. I miss it. I miss theater. I was yeah. I was I was a bodyguard in Cinderella one time and I I didn't have any speaking roles, but apparently I stole the show because I was just like doing my own little ad libs and stuff like that. <laughs> and just I was like, I miss theater so much. Shout out to Mr. Ryan Williams at Bird High School. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I miss theater so much. So the crew of Orpheus, like you know, you all people just think, okay, so I said that Mardi Gras season kind of picks up in January. And being from Shreveport, I know that you all planned this out way before that. So 
how does preparation, especially with uh, Cool Orpheus, like how do when do y'all start working on your parade? Like how does the float design work, and like how does a float build? Well, our first um, meeting of the year between all the officers and everyone is the day after Ash Wednesday. So we have one day off and that's Mardi Gras day. Our parade is on Monday Gras, which is Monday before Fat Tuesday. So we have Mardi Gras day off and then we pick it up on that Wednesday and start the process all over again. It's insane. It's insane and we're all crazy because none of us get paid to do this job. Oh, wow. The uh, floats, the, the theme is decided every year by our, Derek Franklin, our artistic director. He has the theme. So after the floats are all used for one year, they're all taken back to what's called the den, the crew den. They're whitewashed, so they're totally painted white. All the props and, and figures have taken off of it. They're painted white and it starts from scratch. So every year, everything's only done once. Wow, okay. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and some of our floats have, um, sorry, that's my good. ringtone is naturally a Mardi Gras ringtone. <laughs> um, some of our floats uh, are, we have signature floats in, in the crew of Orpheus. We are what's considered a super crew. So some of, we have some of the most expensive floats in Mardi Gras. Mm. We have one called Leviathan that's, you know, a couple of million dollar float that's covered in LED lights. It's animated. It, its head moves. It breathes smoke. Wow. He has sounds like he roars. We've got the longest uh, float in all of Mardi Gras, the Smoky Mary, which is an homage to the um, Smoky Mary train that used to run between New Orleans and Punch Train, uh, Lake Punch Train. And that is eight cars long, which wow. is basically eight floats long. Um, and uh, the other float that we have is the Trojan Horse, which leads our parade. And it's, again, covered in fiber optics and, and all kind of LED lights. It's amazing to see at night. How long is y'all's uh, Mardi Gras route? Like, how long is y'all's route? Um, it's the typical, what they call the typical uptown route. We start at Napoleon at Britannia. Mm -hmm. We wind through the streets of New Orleans, down to Poydras, down to Canal Street, all the way to uh, back around and into the convention center, where our particular parade, not like only, only two or three other parades do this, we actually roll inside the convention center where 8,000 formerly attired guests waiting for the parade, listening to live music. And we get there probably, parade rolls in around nine, that party goes on until 3 a.m. Wow, okay. That's my kind of party. Yeah, <laughs> that's open to the public. Unlike a lot of other Mardi Gras balls, which are by invitation only, we open ours to the public. So you can come to the Orpheus Capade, come in there at seven, get your, get your spot and uh, wait for that parade and then continue dancing through the night. I mean, we've got some of the best New Orleans, well, in addition to Harry Connick Jr., we've got some of the best New Orleans musicians playing this year. We've got Rockin' Doopsy, we've got Walter Wolfman Washington, we've got uh, Big Sam, we've got Robin Barnes, we've got John Cleary. Mm. It's, it's gonna be crazy. I mean, I'm, we're talking a party that lasts and people do not stop dancing. You know, I can't walk seven hours, much less dance seven hours. <laughs> I could about 10 years ago. Yeah, I hear that. Now they have to give me a golf cart to ride around the convention center. <laughs> so a lot of people don't understand, like, you know, when we have these crews and, like, the celebration, like, it's always a celebration when Mardi Gras season. So what's the purpose of a Mardi Gras ball? 
the, the traditional Mardi Gras balls are, are more pageantry and, and, and pomp and people get, what happens in a Mardi Gras is they present their royal court and they, they name a king and a queen and they have maids. And a lot of it had to do with when it first started with debutantes and, the, and then and the debutante season, people coming out, they come out at a Mardi Gras ball. And you know, you didn't dance at a Mardi Gras ball unless you were given an invitation to dance. It was called a call out. You had to be called out and you'd dance with a crew member who would be masked or one of the royal court who will be masked. All the balls are masked. Mm. Unlike the attendees, the attendees are not masked, only the, the crew and court are. The um, difference with our ball, because those kind of Mardi Gras balls are so exclusive, our ball, we don't even call it a ball, we call it the Orfeescapade, mm. and there's no pageantry, there's no presenting the court. Our monarchs are celebrities. We bring in celebrities from out of town mm. to be monarchs because, you know, in New Orleans, you're only going to have New Orleanians who have been there for 3,000 years mm. to be a monarch. Um, and I am so sorry. Pretty good. Uh, sorry. That's speaking of Mardi Gras, that's Blaine Kern Jr. The man who, who made Mardi Gras was his dad, Blaine Kern Sr. He's the one responsible for most of the Mardi Gras as we know it today. Shout out to him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. They, they do, there's a documentary right now on PBS about him. But anyway, um, yeah, our ball is, is not like the typical New Orleans Mardi Gras ball. I always say it's like the prom with alcohol. Oh, gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so with y'all's balls, like when you see, I know Louisiana is just, I'm, we're very prideful people, very prideful people. When you see these different Mardi Gras in different states and different countries and stuff like, or different areas of the world, like, what do you see some big misconceptions about Mardi Gras that people don't know about? Well, well, when, first of all, you see Mardi Gras anywhere other than New Orleans, it's such a disappointment because it's so, the scale is so embarrassing. It's mm -hmm. just like, it's a pickup truck pulling a, a, a platform with people throwing moon pies. That's not how New Orleans works. New Orleans has a tractor pulling something the size of an office building mm. with people throwing crazy stuff. But um, the, I think the biggest misconception of Mardi Gras outside of New Orleans is people think the Mardi Gras is the French Quarter and girls lifting their shirts and people being drunk. But Mardi Gras is about family. It's about, you know, the, that the, the French Quarter is eight blocks. Mardi Gras route is 44 blocks. And along those 44 blocks, you see families, generations of families who have had that same spot on what you call the median, what we call the neutral ground, have had that same spot on the neutral ground for generations. And they come back every year and they may not see the people that they're standing next to, but once a year, and that's at Mardi Gras, but everybody's like, oh, it's like going home. Everybody knows everybody. There's no divisions between race or class or sex. It's just the most giant neighborhood you've ever seen from people from all over the city in, in that 44 little block of people just having the time of their lives, knowing how to share, knowing how to be a community, knowing how to celebrate, and, and knowing that uh, this is who we are and th this is why we do what we do because we're so proud of, of this part of our culture that we want everyone to experience it and we want everybody to share it. Oh, wow. I, I really love that answer. That really, it makes me miss home. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that is so true. It makes me miss home. Like you make me miss it. I got one more question before we go to break right quick. Like, uh, so 
how do y'all do it? Like, cause I've never, my, my goal is to be on a, like a, on a parade route. I want to be on a float so bad. That's like one of my biggest like childhood dreams is to throw out there, throw some beads and stuff like that. Like, how do y'all do the double decker? Like, how do y'all do the double decker? Cause I never could figure out how y'all put that on the float. Well, that is built. They take a chassis, an iron chassis, and they build it out of plywood and they cover it with muslin and then they decorate it with like paper mache pops and paint it and stuff. Like uh, the guy that the phone just called, just got was Blaine Kern and they own Mardi Gras World. And that's where all the, fl the floats that we use are built. Some of the super crews use, use them like Bacchus and Endymion. And um, they put the lights on and it, it's, I mean, when you think about, okay, you think about that float is just hauling 50 people, right? Mm. Well, it's also hauling tons and tons and tons of beads. So the tires that we use are basically the kind of tires that are on airplanes because you don't want tires that can go flat and stuff. And it's holding a lot, a lot of weight. And that's why we're pulled by tractors. That's crazy. It's crazy. You're, uh, we're all nuts. I got to tell you, we are all crazy. And to join a crew, I mean, it used to be very selective. Mm. Uh, and it also a lot of the crews are still very selective and you, by invitation only. The crew of Orpheus, welcomes all people of good character, whether they are men or women, regardless of their sexual preference, their race, their creed. Eat. They'll even let people out of Yankees in the crew of Orpheus. We've got, okay. we've probably got the largest um, out of state membership mm -hmm. of any crew in all of Mardi Gras. That and, and, and internationally, we're probably one of the inter most internationally covered Mardi Gras crews because of our commitment to diversity. Wow. And that's that's one reason why, you know, I talked about this, but one reason why I had to have you on my show, because, you know, that's what we're all about here straight up. It's about diversity and understanding. And I love it. And you, I promise y'all, if you go to New Orleans, you will love the crew of Orpheus because they are definitely one of the biggest crews out there. We're going to have more Renee Maxwell from the crew of Orpheus. Well, let's have the break. Stay tuned. This is Straight Up Show Podcast. Hey, Calvin here, host of the Straight Up Show podcast. And guess what? We're back bigger and better than ever with new guests, new straight up topics, and a new way to support the Straight Up Show podcast. That's right. You can now support our podcast by becoming a Patreon patron. Straight Up has four different tiers that you can choose from, with each tier having their own perks. Your monthly donation helps us produce efficient straight up content that you love so much. For more details, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash straight up show podcast 318. That's patreon.com forward slash straight up show podcast 318. All right, coach, what's the best way to eat crawfish? Brother, the best way to eat crawfish is just dig in, man, and go after it. I get the tail and I eat the meat and then I suck the head. Best way to eat crawfish is crack the tail, peel it, pinch it off. Suck the head. It's just that fast. Get that thong right in the back end. Push it and eat it. Suck it out. One way not to eat crawfish is on the ground. You break the tail, suck the head, pull the tail off, and then you eat the meat. They tell me you need to break the head off of it and then suck it dry. All right, welcome back to the Australia Show podcast. I am joined today with Renee Maxwell, Maxwell from the crew of Orpheus. Thank you so much once again for joining us. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Always right. good to share Mardi Gras. 
Yeah, always. And I'm telling y'all, it's a celebration. She has going, going, going over uh, the misconceptions of Mardi Gras, what to expect. And if you just saw this, we just had saw how to eat crawfish. And how important is crawfish to the Mardi Gras parade? You know, it's so funny because to me, Mardi Gras Day always signaled the beginning of crawfish season. And we always had crawfish after Mardi Gras parades, always. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you'll see people boiling a crawfish out on the neutral grounds at the parades. Some people are barbecuing, some people are boiling crawfish. The thing about being outside, you can just throw stuff on the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, was it bio, biodegradable? <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I, we just heard from our friends, but like, what's your best uh, tip to eat a crawfish? Your best way? Um, well, you know, honestly, I'm not a head sucker because I don't want crawfish guts in my mouth. I right. just don't. And um, I look, there's no bad way to eat a crawfish unless you put the whole shell in your mouth. The only way to eat a crawfish is just to rip it apart and have a lot of them. Have at least five pounds because you know what? If you're going to get your hands dirty, don't get your hands dirty for one or two pounds. Make sure you're going for the gusto. Yeah, and don't rub your face, please. <gasps> Oh, don't touch any other of your body parts either. Let me tell you that right now from experience. Don't don't rub your face because that's the biggest sin of Mardi Gras. Don't don't, don't uh, eat crawfish. Don't don't touch your face because your eyes will bleed. Well, you know they said with all the uh, COVID business going around, they said you should act like you just had crawfish. Don't touch it like with the COVID, so you don't spread the COVID. Act like you just had crawfish. You you definitely won't put your mouth, your hands in your eyes. That's for sure. Yeah, and speaking of COVID, has like I know that you know we we're still going somewhat through a pandemic and uh, things like that. How how was it like these past couple of years during like the parade or was it virtual? How'd y'all end up like you know? Well, yeah, last year we didn't have anything. We mm. just we couldn't. Mm. There, there were the the mayor made it so that we couldn't do anything. Right. Uh, we didn't have everything virtual because this is something you can't. You can't do you virtual. Can look at all the parades you want on TV, but it's. I remember when I was uh, a little kid and we were sick, couldn't go to the parade. My parents would literally stand behind the TV and put the parades on and they'd throw the beads from behind the TV. So, you know, yeah. in New Orleans, catching stuff is a real big part of the parade. You know, this isn't the Rose Bowl. Yeah. This isn't Macy's. We want to catch stuff. And I feel like that's the reason why people from Louisiana are the best athletes because, you know, <laughs> we're, we're trained from birth to catch these beads and like, I tell this and shout out to one of my favorite coworkers, Jerry Lowry. This is a news anchor uh, back in Shreveport, but uh, they're doing a live telecast of the parade on the parade route, and somebody just decks her with a beat on live TV. I'm like, because like it's they, they, you don't know where these beads are coming from, and you know what's if you're on the float, what's what's Renee's best feature of throwing? Are you a slinger or are you a tosser? Like, or what, what are you? I'm an I'm an eye contact person. Okay. I don't throw it unless I make eye contact with you. Because there's, 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 people don't realize there's a relationship. Every time that you throw a bead, there's a relationship with that person that catches it. You know, you always got to thank you, baby, or, you know, appreciate it, miss, or whatever it is. There's an exchange between two people when those beads are, and that's the best part. Mm -hmm. That's the best part for both the person who's receiving the beads and the person that's throwing them is the acknowledgement of that relationship of, hey, I got you. I see you. Happy Mardi Gras. Okay. I like that. I like that. Now, this is this is the biggest 
misconceptions and tell people about the specialty beads and why they're so important. Well, specialty beads, every crew's got their own specialty beads and or special, some have different kinds of specialty throws. But the special beads that they're clearly they're way more expensive. You'd be surprised how expensive those specialty beads can be. A lot of them light up. We have one because one of our um, one of our floats is the Smoky Mary that looks like a train and it actually plays Harry Connick Jr. singing the song Smoky Mary. So some of these things like major collector items, you know, you get it used to be doubloons. People used to collect doubloons and now they collect beads. And doubloons are like coins. They they're aluminum coins with the crew's information. Usually it's the crew name on one side and the crew's um, theme for the year mm -hmm. on the other. Yeah. Um, so and correct me if I'm wrong. And I've always heard about this because I've never been on a crew. Don't know this, but like somebody told me once that the special beads are so special because like they actually are handcrafted and that's why they sign it on the back of it. Is that correct or no? Oh well, some well, some of the, the specialty beads, for the most part, we purchase, and but you know you can just pay twelve dollars for a pair of beads mm. that you're throwing by the dozen. So that's but we have specialty signature throws, and this year we're we're going to be de debuting a tambourine. It's an actual tambourine, but all of our uh, crew members have decorated them with their own designs. We've got you know tambourines with with fleur-de-lis and feathers. We've got tambourines with all kind of jewels and beading on them. We've got tambourines covered in glitter. I mean, beautiful, beautiful tambourines. The crew of Muses does a shoe. The crew of uh, Zulu does a coconut. Um, the crew of, um, there's a crew that does a purse. There's a crew that does an umbrella. But since we're music, we do tambourines. Wow, I didn't know that. I gotta, that's wow. Cause like, so you're, you're a looker, right? When you throw, like, how do you choose who gets that special beat or that special throw? Like, I mean, is it like, a, is there a, you just. I, you know what? For me, for me personally, yeah. old people and good looking men. There, <laughs> it's out. It's out. It's out. I hope my husband don't listen to this. <laughs> I know what I was doing all this time. <laughs> I love it. Like, and, and also, and also if you're out there, one thing big about Mardi Gras, is that if like we like like if you don't know this, if you don't have any cups in your house, go to Mardi Gras. <laughs> Absolutely, in, in New Orleans we're known for a go cup. Here, mm -hmm. if you get get alcohol at a restaurant and you want to leave with it, they give you a go cup, which is a plastic cup that you can go out with. Right. Well, um, the uh, we collect them. I mean, if you live here, you got to have go cups out the wazoo, and and it's funny because. Somebody who was very dear to our crew, who used to be our president, passed away recently. Sorry. So we featured his picture on our cups. So now I want to have a cocktail. I can have a cocktail with my old friend because he's oh. right now on the cup. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, people that, like, what's some of your most, you know, uh, have you seen any celebrities on the Mardi Gras parade route? Well, I'm in charge of celebrities for the crew of Orpheus, and we're mm -hmm. known for our celebrity monarchs. So I've had people like, um, and I have to pick them up from the airport. So I went to pick up Quentin Tarantino from the airport. Oh, wow. And uh, we get him in the car and he says, y'all want to go to a bar? And I'm thinking, I can't bring Quentin Tarantino to a bar in New Orleans on a Saturday night. They'll be mobbed. So I used to work for a hotel, called the hotel. And I said, I got Quentin coming up, clear the bar. We're going to, 
we're gonna you know have drinks. So we sat there with Quentin. He goes, "Does anybody want to split some wings?" So <laughs> we split some wings and watched a parade. And and the next day he called me. He said, "You doing anything? You want to go to lunch?" I'm like, "This is this is surreal. It's just." Yeah, so and I've made friends over the years with, with different celebrities because of my relationships with them getting them to come because we don't pay our celebrities. Mm. We offer them a bucket list experience. And Quentin said, he said, I felt like a rock star. He said, this was like one of the best nights of my life. But we've had a lot of celebrities. We've had everybody from Stevie Wonder to Brad Paisley to uh, Whoopi Goldberg to Sandra Bullock to uh, this year we have... Um, Nicole uh, Scherzinger from Pussycat Dolls and Masked mm. Singer, Finn Jones from Game of Thrones, mm -hmm. and Tyrus, oh. wrestler, yeah, slash big Tyrus, yeah, at Fox News. But he he has embraced this experience, and I don't think we're ever gonna get that crown off his head. <laughs> I can see the big Tyrus is like feeling all good. Oh, he's I, so much fun. I um when I when I did it last time, I worked I, I worked I interviewed uh, Bill Paxton. Uh, oh yeah yeah and that's like his last parade and i felt bad but like he man he just had the time of his life like you would think at the mardi gras uh, the float loading party we had uh he was just like acting like he was going around to each float i said that's not how you do it just yet oh okay i'm just practicing i'm just practicing like and he just loved it he fell in love with it he was our uh grand marshal for that parade we actually have a, a event the weekend before Marty, before our parade called Open House, which we invite all of our, our riders and friends and families to come see the floats up close, see where they're riding, see who they're going to be riding with. And each lieutenant of each float is required to make a cocktail that matches their float theme, as well as a small bite. So, and then we have music, live music and bands and everything. But Basically, what you do is you go in that float den and you go on a pub crawl along 38 floats. <laughs> a lot of fun. It and is. very dangerous. Oh, yeah, especially, man. <laughs> especially for the judge. Because <laughs> <laughs> you see everybody that you just wouldn't. Yeah, it's, you're right. It's insane. Um, so I, I'm just, this is my first time to Mardi Gras. And I'm, I'm speaking hypothetical. This is my first time for Mardi Gras. I've never been, never been to a parade. Uh, what's your advice to a first time person in Mardi Gras? What should they bring? What should they wear? What should they expect? Uh, just walk us through what should we expect if this is a first time person born in Mardi Gras? First thing you need to know is wear comfortable shoes. There's nothing worse than being in a Mardi Gras and you don't wear heels to Mardi Gras. It's a sporting event. It's not a spectator event. This is participatory. So be prepared to get bumped and shoved and everything else. Number two, never put your hand on the ground to pick up a throw. Because in New Orleans, if we're New Orleanian and the throw gets us, we're gonna put our foot on it and keep our foot on it until that flow passes. And then we're gonna pick, turn around and pick it up. Anybody who puts their hand down is gonna get it stomped on by somebody from New Orleans. And not cause they're being ugly, but that's just the name of the game here. Um, the okay, comfortable shoes try and find a friend that's got a bathroom somewhere because there's a song there ain't nowhere to pee on Mardi Gras day that's true there is no public restrooms allow you to go in unless you're, you're going there for a reason and it's always hard to find somewhere to go to the bathroom be polite there's crowds of people might be six people thick some people may have been sitting there for two days waiting to see that parade holding that spot 
be polite. Everybody's there for the same reason. It's to have fun. It's not to be ugly and fight over stupid plastic beads and stuff. Just enjoy yourself. And for me, a cocktail always helps. <laughs> it's put the put the ease at the time, you know. That's why God made drive-through daiquiris. <laughs> you know what? I'm in Dallas, and I, I talk about the. I tell my friends, I said, "That's a daiquiri. Show. Is it a drive-through? Wait, why would it be drive-through? I'm like, oh, <laughs> you don't know about drive-through daiquiris. Well, it, it, I I moved to Texas briefly. Mm -hmm. I, I lived in um, Temple, Texas. And the first time I went there, I went to a Mexican restaurant, I ate Nancy Margaritas, and I was walking out, and they stopped me with my drink. I said, can I have a go cup? They looked at me like I was speaking another language. I'm like, wait, y'all can't take alcohol to go here? I'm moving. I can't stay here. What kind of place is this? The same with me. I told my friends to drive through that. Like, why would they do this? Like, I don't... And it's just so crazy how things are so different when you yeah. leave home. I'm like, wow, y'all don't do that here? Y'all don't, you know, because... And I, me personally, I don't eat crawfish outside of Louisiana. Like I can't. Like is, I know how it's prepared, and I see the dirt. I said, no, it's not prepared right. They don't it's, purge them right. And it's funny. A lot of New Orleans um, food is like that. Like when I think of a roast beef sandwich, I think of hot roast beef with gravy. Mm -hmm. I ordered a roast beef outside of New Orleans once, and they gave me a cold sliced roast beef sandwich. I'm like, I don't want this. And it was on it was on white bread. I'm like, no, I want a hot roast beef sandwich on French bread with gravy. Take this old cold deli meat out of here. <laughs> and you know what? We, we've been going this whole time talking about Mardi Gras. And we did not even talk about the biggest thing at Mardi Gras. Me? King. <laughs> <laughs> the, the king cake. How well, can I am going to be the biggest thing at Mardi Gras if I keep eating the king cake. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Tell the people, what's the purpose of a king cake? What, well, it depends on what stage of life you are. I remember when I was mm, 12, 13, king cake is when you first started the boy-girl parties. Oh, uh, yeah. It started at king cake parties. And, mm. and with the king cake in, it started as a, just a, a brioche, which is sweetened, sweetened bread with colored sugar with the colors of Mardi Gras, which are purple, green, and gold. Mm. And uh, inside is a baby, which technically represents the Christ child because a king cake is for King's Day when the wise men brought the gifts to Jesus, which is the whole purpose of the cake. And the little baby is supposed to be Jesus, but you don't want to get a mouthful of Jesus when you're eating king cake. Trust me. <laughs> that little Jesus will cut your mouth up. But whoever gets the king cake, is, whoever gets the baby of a king cake is required to buy the next king cake. And that is a dangerous thing when you're working in an office in New Orleans because every day there's a king cake and it used to be just a plain king cake now the king cakes are filled with pralines or chocolate or Bavarian cream or strawberries I'm just into, and now they got them filled with crawfish and boudin I saw that yeah it's insane yeah my mom she's a pastry chef and she makes a she made like a chocolate king cake <laughs> and it was just chocolate around with the and it was just like, wow, you just really stepped it up a notch there. Oh, like, man, I can't even. And I was like, so what's the purpose of the baby? I don't get it. You don't get the baby. And like, I know that uh, I watched the NBA and they had the uh, the baby cakes team. Oh, my God, that thing is so scary. <laughs> that thing is terrifying. And if you don't know, y'all will have to Google the New Orleans baby cakes because that is the most terrifying mascot in history. It has to be. Oh God, that baby is a that baby is a case for adoption. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, 
it has been, been my pleasure, Renee Maxwell, for coming on our show today. Uh, so your theme this year, Mardi Gras for the crew of Orpheus, uh, just kind of tell us a little bit more about the crew and how people can follow you all and participate if they want to. Okay, we are uh, the crew of Orpheus. Again, we were co-founded on our platform of diversity because Harry Connick Jr. is our co-founder and he was playing in bands around New Orleans and not everybody in his band was allowed to be in the crew that he was, he was participating in. So he opened it up to everybody. Um, we are, you'll find us on social media, on Facebook at Crew of Orpheus or on Instagram at Crew, K-R-E-W-E underscore of underscore Orpheus, O-R-P-H-E-S dot com. Um, on our website, which is www.crewoforpheus.com, you'll find our entire photo gallery. You'll find uh, information on how you can become a member, as well as how you can attend our Orpheusta paid party. You can actually purchase tickets on our website to attend the party. All right, there you have it, Ms. Renee Maxwell, Crew of Orpheus. Before I let you go, so on Ash Wednesday, what's something that you can give up for 40 days? I have to find well, out. Well, I think that my liver is going to require that I give up alcohol. For 40 days, can you do it? You think you can do it? You can well, do it? I can do it. It's just, I mean, really, the only time I drink is at social events at Mardi Gras. Mm. So I'm, I'm just going to have to go into hiding and, and not drink. Because it's not going to be chocolate and it's not going to be cursing. I promise you that. <laughs> chocolate? It, you can't give up chocolate for 40 days? I don't think so. Ah, I, I, I'm cursing you. You know, I really... I couldn't give up cursing if my mother was in the room. Yeah, and I'm sorry, mom. My mom knows me. And you know what's funny? You know what's funny? Like, because my crew always gets mad at me because I don't curse because we were syndicated, so we can't really cuss on the show. So I'm just like, because it, it makes it harder for me to edit. So I'm like, no cursing on the show. I'm like, Calvin. That's that's one of the reasons you didn't, you're not interviewing our captain. <laughs> <laughs> because he's done that on live TV more times than I can tell you. I think I think it's a Louisiana thing because it's just so hard not to do. It's like well, it's definitely a theater person thing. Oh well, yeah, I guess it's part of it too. Yeah, <laughs> it's so hard. But we want to thank you once again so much for joining our show. And you know, I hope that you mail me some Mardi Gras beads so I can thank like you. you know like celebrate. But no, I definitely cannot wait to see y'all's uh, parade. I can't wait to see y'all's floats. I love y'all's pictures already. So. Uh, thank you once again, Renee Maxwell, for coming on our show today. Thank you, Calvin. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras. If you're a fan of our show, you know we take pride in being from Louisiana. From our show's colors to our conversations about food, we love our home state. And since it's Mardi Gras season, the Straight Up Show podcast now has exclusive Louisiana Pride merchandise at our online store. Just visit our website, straightupshowpodcast.com. That's S-T-R, the number eight, showpodcast.com. Shirts start as low as $19.99. And remember, laissez le bon temps rouler. I'm Sultan Salahuddin from Southside 62 Out right now. Make sure you tune in to the Straight Up Show podcast because that's where it's happening. You dig? Oh, wow. That's a lot to hear there. Thank you so much for our guest today for uh, coming on the show and telling us about uh, their crew and celebrating Mardi Gras and how you can find them. Uh, on Mardi Gras. I'm excited for Mardi Gras. I cannot wait uh, to where it's safer for me uh, to go back to Mardi Gras. I mean, Lee, I know that we're all kind of like over now, but do you think that you got one more Mardi Gras in you or no? 
parade in you? Uh, I don't know, man. Like, uh, like, uh, do you mean as far as uh, going to one or going or to actually... one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. One. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I, man, I don't know if I could ever like be in another one of those parades. That was that was like anxiety city for me. But uh, no, nah, man. Like, actually, going to a parade uh, was a lot of fun. Um, I'm kind of with you though. Like, I'm still like in that point where like I don't really want to leave my house right now. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't feel quite a hundred percent safe just yet even even in like outdoor events because uh i don't trust y'all um (laughs) but but like maybe in the next year or two you know things will kind of like mellow out a bit and i'll 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 feel a little more uh i don't know peckish or whatever and i'll I'll want that mardi gras hot dog again this has been bugging me the whole hot dog thing, right? Has anybody tried to catch it with a mouth and it's mustard on it? Because that <laughs> is just like a picture you would want. That's the Mardi Gras image okay, you so, want people to see. No, okay. so, okay. I got okay. that out. So no, no. So what it is yeah. is that it's a wrapped hot dog. Yeah, aluminum foil. So yeah. Okay, so is it like one of them long, like bun size hot dogs? Like yeah. a little. Yeah. It's bun size. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's like not, a regular hot dog. It, yeah. it, it's usually coming from. A, a local barbecue or whatever joint you know like that's just advertising and so when they first did it a few years ago I was like what <laughs> it was somewhere downtown I think it, it might have been the Highland one too that I'm not sure but mm-hmm. uh everybody was just like is hot dogs because <laughs> I think everybody thought it was like a um when you can see them chunking stuff, you know, you always think it's like the stuffed footballs or whatever. Right. Yeah. Somebody got one and they're just like, what? And they opened it and it was a smoked, it was a grilled hot dog. Like, but everything, like, okay. The... And then I think they were also throwing ribs. Ribs. Ooh, they had the ribs, yeah. And well, they had you know, the. That's uh... smart. Yeah. Because they don't have to pick up that stuff later because all the homeless people will get it. Oh. Well, I mean, all the hungry people who don't want to pay seven dollars for cotton candy and popcorn are going to devour that. Well, I'm talking about the leftovers on the ground after the there won't be wow, all, all the birds and everything. Oh my god, so, that's the worst part the cleanup birds crew. And homeless, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's so messed up, man. We're gonna get canceled. I have a quick question for everyone. If, uh, if Go for it. any of you had this similar experience, did any have any any of you been at one of those parades and seen someone like picking up the spare beads that are like dropped on the ground and then uh, attempting to resell them at the said same parade? What? I have not. Whoa. We like, used to I, pick them up and just start doing the little twirl thing. You make shapes, or <laughs> you just immediately start attacking each other with them. That's what oh, we were violent kids. I don't know, but that person has a mind of a billionaire, <laughs> right? Like the, one of the, one of like the two parades I've been to, I, there was a guy there, like just w- walking up the street, like kind of grabbing the uh, beads and that uh, no one else had picked up, and he had like a contraption with him where he was hanging them up, and then had a little sign that was like a, a dollar or, or whatever, and he was just selling those beads, I guess. Or, or I think I know that guy. Else. I think I know yeah. that guy because he's he's always there. He's always every wow. morning. I know I exactly what you're talking about. 
you know, he will make a lot of money in 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 uh, your area, Lee, because they're not going to get. <laughs> Seriously, he should just collect it from the big cities and then move to the rural areas and just have his own little mini parade. Just set up a booth and be like, "Hey, if you want that Mardi Gras experience, just stop on by. Hook you up with some beads." Yeah, I was like, but that's 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 interesting to hear a little bit because there are people who are there. By the way, there's uh they do take the donations of the beads afterwards and they kind of recycle them and different things. They have them for different events. So I wonder if they pay you to turn them in, especially when you get the really cool ones. Cause you know, people who don't know about Mardi Gras or parades is the interesting part. Isn't just getting a bunch of little cheap beads. There's some really cool. Huge, huge bulky ones and little dangly crawfish and stuff. There's really cool ones that you can get. Uh, and that becomes like a collector type thing. Mm. That's part of the fun. So if you get those really interesting ones, you can sell them to people. You know, not 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 tons of money, but people will pay you minimum five dollars. They're like, did you get the big ass crocodile one? The crocodile is big. I'm like, I want that. I'll give you twenty bucks right now. <laughs> you will always get that. That's part of the fun too. But um, that's that's always super cool because my family. Uh, we probably still have bags of beads somewhere with little crocodiles and mm. stuff. My mom sent me a bouncy crawfish one when I was deployed. <laughs> and uh, we actually hosted a small Mardi Gras on my deployment to oh. tell people about it. And I wore my crocodile, I mean, my, uh, my crawfish. And people were like, what is that? I was like, let me tell you. <laughs> my, little crawfish, my little crawfish and his little feet are just bouncing. <laughs> So those are interesting things that, you know, that are a part of it. I wonder how many people who watch this probably still have beads somewhere at home. I do. I do. Like a bag full. I still you know, do. Like your I, neck would be so strong after a parade because you'd have like a layer of beads. And your neck would feel <laughs> so heavy. You're getting. To take them off that. because there's so many and they're getting tangled and you'd just be trying to do this. You see people with the umbrellas upside down catching beads and, it's a, smart it's people it's yeah. so fun we were those people <laughs> yeah yeah we like, having all those bees make your back of your net all sweaty and sticky and uh yeah. Yeah, depending yeah. on what kind of bees you have green and or black yeah and if yep. you are and if you are listening to this and we talk about beads but if you were single and you have no you have no dishes in your house go to the Mardi Gras parade because <laughs> you would get a lot of cups Bro, cups, yes. cups, 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 yes. cups, yes. cups. Mardi Gras restocks in people's houses. <laughs> like you would see. It definitely did ours. You would see. <laughs> yes. You get so many cups Those with so cups much stuff big, on it. You'd be like crew of Sobek, crew of Centaur. You would like, see yeah, cups. Look at the stick. <laughs> let's just say that stacking cups, you would see somebody walking around with like a seven foot stack of cups at Mardi Gras. And, and each one is different. So uh, we definitely love Mardi Gras here uh, in our home state and their home state right now, but uh, definitely love Mardi Gras. And we hope that you embrace our culture, you know, but it, it is the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday, uh, as they call Fat Tuesday. And some people have different meanings to it. But uh, let's just say if you were, let's go around the table right before we end the show. What is something that you can give up for 40 days? Brandon, I'll start with you. Oh, man. Um, 
I don't know. I don't do much, so I ain't got much to give up. So with something that you really, really do, like let's say, okay, you can't video edit for uh, for you. What's something that you can't do for forty days? Like, I gotta work. I, I have nothing. I don't do Obviously. nothing. I don't do Maybe nothing. Either. So <laughs> I don't do anything. So that's that's a tough one. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I won't work out for forty days. Okay. All right, Lee. What we'll, won't you give up? I don't for think that's days. how it works, but I, I will do that. Yeah, I you, think that's you, the you're... opposite effect. <laughs> I was about to say you're supposed to give up advice, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if you have an unhealthy obsession with working out, yeah, definitely give it up for 40 days. Yeah. But my mine would be, like, if I was to give something up, uh, which I will not, it would be caffeine. Caffeine, ooh. I need some ooh. Dr. Pepper. I was going to say. I have a I feeling, that, I know what Christina's going to be, but what, what's yours, Christina? Because she's done it already, all the time. Oh, is it caffeine, really? Wow. Um, don't you take my cup. Christina, you want to say something funny? Look. <laughs> I don't drink this, but I don't drink Coke. My nephew had it at my desk. So I, was like, I, I have a I have a different type of Coke addiction. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love I love Coca-Cola. Like if that that would be the perfect thing for me to give up for 40 days, but I would be so sad. This has because been here for a month. Else, everything else, I wouldn't have a problem with. People are like, oh, I'm not going to have sex for so and so. I'm like, that's, that's where your mind went. Who cares okay. about that? I'm like, but I you tell that. me I can't have a Coke, a cold Coke? I can't have one. I'm biting your throat out. I'm like, how dare you? Jeez, Christina. I'm going to have stuff. severe withdrawals. There's something wrong with Cokes. Jeez. <laughs> I'll tell people don't ever give you a can of Coke because they're not going to get over it. My oh, life is ruined. I, I, I think mine would be like, it is so hard. Uh, I would try social media for 40 days. Oh, I can let that go easy. I know, that's why I, I thought you were going to be like, yeah, that's hers because she knows she can give it up easy. She's done it. She got ghosting us for like a whole three months. Like, Yeah, I, I don't I don't really get on a lot of stuff. I, I do post occasionally when I do something but honestly no not when I do things it's people like you went where you didn't post anything I was like yeah I was there like a month didn't post a single picture sorry I forgot about y'all um (laughs) I just I'm not interested so whenever you bring up the topic of like Facebook and this and that people getting their news I was like do they because I'm not I'm not present Well, we in, we we hope that y'all have enjoyed our show and hear our craziness in Louisiana. But regardless of what you hear, it is a great state uh, to come visit, not to stay uh, in some areas <laughs> like Lee. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, but no, beat me to it. <laughs> but no, it, it's a great city to come visit, uh, full of culture. Uh, and we we definitely want to invite you to if you want to embrace the Mardi Gras culture, uh, learn more about our, our our culture in Louisiana and do your own little Mardi Gras parade. They even have parades for cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, Barkus yeah. and Meow. Uh, shout out to Crew Highland and our guest today as well. Uh, we we want to thank you all for joining the show today. You can go visit us visit us at our website at www.straightupshowpodcast.com. 
www.str number eight up show podcast.com. There you will find our exclusive Mardi Gras t shirt available for the month of February and March only, uh, made by yours truly. Uh, it is definitely Louisiana Pride. Uh, get it today, we'll give you 10% off if you share this episode. Uh, so go check that out. New merch out today, uh, with this episode. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, if you want to support our podcast, you also can go to our website at uh, our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash straight up show podcast 318. That's patreon.com forward slash straight up show podcast 318. We have four different tiers three, five, ten, twenty dollars to support us. They have their own perks. So we hope you support us because we need some new stuff with our, our stuff. Uh, and the show is not easy to run. So help a brother out. Shout out to Lori, our top sponsor. Love you, baby. Anyway, uh, with that being said, there's only one rule to our stuff. You gotta be straight up. Straight up. Straight up. <laughs> All right, y'all. Happy Mardi Gras. Take care. Mm-hmm.